Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the Emmy goes to... 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family! Feep! Homeland. The Handmaid's Tale! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Next Best Picture Podcast, only we are not talking about movies. Today, we are talking about television here on Next Best Series, Episode 4 for 2018. We are back, everyone. Woo! And joining me for this occasion, I have Michael Schwartz. Movies, Broadway, television, we just do it all around here. Absolutely. And you and I are not alone, sir. There are more things that are back. In fact, there is a person who was back with us for a podcast over here at nextbestpicture.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan C. Showers, everybody. I am the, for your consideration, um, outstanding guest host in a podcast. Oh, my Lord. Ryan, it's been way too long. It's been, what, four, four, four very long months? It has been four months. That's what my my Skype said. I, I, I was like, no way. This can't have been four months, but indeed it has. It's amazing. The last time Ryan was here, Laurie Metcalf didn't even have an Oscar yet. Oh, <laughs> she still doesn't have one. Allison Janney has it. <laughs> Allison Janney's hugging her Oscar right now. Well, Laurie Metcalf has those Roseanne Emmys, which we'll talk more about later. Oh, oh we're definitely talking about that for sure. <laughs> So there is actually, indeed, yes, a lot to talk about here. We are giving our predictions for the Emmy Awards on this um, episode, but not for the wins. We're giving our predictions for the nominations. Uh, Currently, voting is still going on at the moment. So we want to make sure that we get this out there while that is taking place. And we also want to talk about what we think is going to make it, what we think will come back from last year, what we think is not going to make it. So we're going to go through a majority of the categories, not all of them, because we would be here all evening if we went through every category. So we'll first start off with Variety Sketch Series. Uh, So why don't we start off with you, Ryan? It's the first time having you back in a while. I'd love to start off with you. What what, what do you see getting nominated in Variety Sketch Series? I have Saturday Night Live, Portlandia, Drunk History, Tracy Ullman Show, I Love You America, and At Home with... um, Amy Sedaris. I'm going very safe with this. So, okay. Okay. Uh, that's, I think that's fair. Um, and I think that is the safe six right now. Uh, Michael Schwartz, do you have the same six? Same exact six. <laughs> okay. And I am going to be absolutely boring and say that I have the same exact six as well. Now, is this just simply because there's no other shows that really like lit the world on fire this year? There's a little bit of competition, like The President Show, which I know some people like. It's another version of a Trump impersonator, and that could be mm. reason to push it in, or just people are tired with it and don't want to nominate it. But I think these shows, like SNL always gets in, Portlandia is ending or has already ended, so that's going to be in there. And mm-hmm. then the other stuff, you know, it gets good reviews, so there's no reason to think it wouldn't really get in. Yeah, all, all good points all around, I think, there. That all makes sense. All right, let's move over to Variety Talk Series. 
Michael Schwartz, why don't we start off with you for this one? What do you have in Variety Talk series? Okay, I have last week with John, last week tonight with John Oliver, mm-hmm. Full Frontal with Samantha B, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel Live, mm-hmm. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Oh, I was afraid you weren't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, The Late Late Show with James Corden, mm-hmm. and Late Night with Seth Meyers. Okay, so you have Kimmel getting in, you have Fallon missing. Yeah, Fallon, I think, missed last year also. And I know there was that whole dust-up with him and Trump this past week. You know, some people may look at Fallon a little better than they did last year, but I don't think it's enough to push him back in. His ratings have suffered a little bit. And people should take him as seriously. So the exact same six as last year is what we're basically going to go with, essentially. Oh, no, well, not exactly. I guess Bill Maher did get in last year. Did Bill Maher get in last year? I thought he missed. No, he did. Um, And this year, it looks like... uh, you're predicting Seth Meyers to get in over him. Yeah, okay. Then Seth Meyers has really made it more of a platform for himself in the last year, getting more political. Bill Maher, I actually like Bill Marsh's quite a bit, even if I don't always agree with them. Uh, I like watching him. I like the guests that he has on, but I think he's become a little bit of a social pariah in recent months, so... I can't sure putting him in over someone like Seth Meyers, who's definitely more mainstream. Yeah, definitely a little bit more edgy, you know, in, in, in more ways than usual, let's just say. And then Samantha B did have her own controversy recently, but I don't think it's enough to have her show miss. Well, that's what, that's what I was going to bring up. Do we think that the—and this wasn't a little controversy. I mean, this was on—like, this was the top of the New York Times for several days, her, controver- her controversy. I don't think it's going to hurt her, but, I mean, it stands to reason that— it's that it's a possibility. But on the other hand, it could even help her. You have people like Sally Field putting out that tweet. Yeah, no. And in support of her. I guess so it all depends on what mood the voters are in. And perhaps like, well, maybe it will help her. Maybe it will hurt her getting, getting, giving votes for her, the nomination, but she'll still safely get in. But we will just never know. But I don't know. I, I still think she'll get in because then the, like the only real alternative is Fallon uh, or or Bill Maher, and I do think that she handled the apology aspect of it all. Yeah, it was a genuine apology. Well, at the yeah. same, same time, still saying, "Hey, this is how I feel." Yeah, and I definitely think that there was a a certain point of view that tried to make it a bigger deal than what it was. And granted, it was a big deal. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying that I think that. People tried to treat it like it was the apocalypse, and it was such a horrible thing. And it was horrible, but it wasn't like career. It wasn't career damaging. Let's put it that way. It's it's kind of crazy to think that one day we have Samantha B on the top of the New York Times, and then the next day we have parents and children being separated. Oh, jeez. You know, to to your point, Matt, um, that got blown out of proportion. Okay, and I'm with Michael. I have the same six. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll go with those six as well. I, I definitely feel good about uh, Seth Meyers getting in this year. So, um, okay. Let's now move over to uh, bu- 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 what is this one? Uh, outstanding uh, reality host. Mm. So, I guess I'll start off with this one here. Um, I have uh, Ellen DeGeneres for Ellen's Game of Games. Queer Eye, uh, W. Camus Bell for United Shades of America, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn for Project Runway, 
Jane Lynch, Hollywood Game Night, and RuPaul Charles for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> it's so weird to hear like RuPaul Charles instead of RuPaul because I am I love RuPaul. I mean I I mean I watch it religiously. My boyfriend and I listen to his music constantly. I mean, and just it's just so, so funny to hear RuPaul Charles instead of just RuPaul. But yes. <laughs> All right, everyone agree disagree. Uh, I have one disagreement, and mm-hmm. not that it can't happen. I just don't happen to have her in my predictions. Instead of Ellen DeGeneres, I have Alec Baldwin for Match Game. As do I. Yeah, I could I could see that. Ellen's my number seven. Okay, that's fair. Ryan, you agree? I completely agree. Ah, okay. So I, I'm I'm overestimating Ellen. Basically, I should no, swap her out for Alec. Her. No, it's Ellen. There's no reason. Yeah. To can't happen it's just you know when you're deciding between baldwin and degenerates they're both popular so it's just wherever the coin lands okay uh you know what else is really popular right here i don't watch the show but i know people really like them together martha stewart and snoop dogg yeah yeah definitely gained a bit of traction that's for sure especially uh, online that was that was a quite a hoot to say the least yeah but uh i think rupaul rupaul is in the lead here oh yeah 100 really matter who everyone else is yeah. All right. So then, uh, next category: reality competition program. Uh, Ryan, what do you got there? All right. Um, I have RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, no bias there. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, The Voice, um, The Amazing Race, um, Top Chef, Project Runway, and Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Dancing with the Stars. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have Dancing with the Stars. I have American Ninja Warrior in its place. Yeah, that that got in last year. Um, I don't know. I feel like Dancing with the Stars is sort of past its prime. Okay. No. Okay, you convinced me. I'll switch. Yeah, I'll just go with the same as last year as well. Uh, that, that that seems to make the most sense to me. I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I I, I I I I could feel that. Okay. Okay. Let's move over now to. The TV miniseries movie categories. You know, before we start these, mm. let me just say, I don't know if the two of you feel the same way about it, but compared to what we had last year with like Big Little Lies and Feud, Betty and Joan, this is just a dead zone. Absolutely. Oh, this is rough. Yeah. Oh, this is really rough. Absolutely. 100% agree with you on that. Uh, I wish that Sharp Objects was, uh, you know. Yeah. Why didn't they move it up? Like it was obviously finished if it's starting in a few weeks. I was just more upset over the idea that you know, Amy Adams has been getting a lot of Oscar consideration and she could have, you know, boosted that profile with a potential Emmy run too. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. If you're already doing it in the summer, why not just put it in the window of eligibility? At least maybe um, we will have like a 2009 year of all Amy Adams all the time. Like Amy Adams in the winter, Amy Adams in the fall. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I like your thinking there. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> all right, so for... Outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Michael Schwartz, who do you have here? I have Edgar Ramirez for American Crime Story, Gianni Versace. Michael Shannon for Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels for Godless. Yep. Brandon Victor Dixon for Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Oh, there we go. Okay. Jason Ritter for The Tale. Mm-hmm. And Michael Stuhlbarg for The Looming Tower. I like I li- I like where you're going with all this. Um actually to the point where I 
I just don't know if it's going to be Stuhlbarg or Peter Sarsgaard. Um, it could even be Bill Camp. There are a lot of supporting men in the Looming Tower. Yeah. Or Tahar Rahim. I mean, there really are a lot of people there. I love your call for Brandon Victor Dixon. Um, I love that call because I watched that uh, that program, and I mean, like it it was awesome. Because I mean, little little fact here: I, I wasn't Jesus Christ superstar in high school, so <laughs> I, I had a little bit of a curiosity factor. So I, I did watch it. <laughs> Believe it or not, as the musicals person around here, I actually haven't seen it yet. Oh huh. wow! I just know people really liked it and him in it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they've been doing these live musicals for about five years now. This seems to be far and away the best received of all of them. So I think it'll also be the first one to pick up an acting nomination. And Jason Ritter getting in for the tale, you don't think that the nature of that role could, you know, sway people not to vote for him? You know, I haven't seen the tale yet. I just hear he's uh, pretty creepy in it. And people keep Mm, talking about the performance. So I'm telling you, I'm so behind with these mini series and movies this year. Yeah. I just follow the buzz. Uh, Ryan, uh, what do you have? I have um, Shannon, Ramirez, Daniels, Stolberg, Skarsgård, and Dixon. Uh, I love the Dixon call. I, I, I just I just need to remove one of the looming tower guys to you know just place my bets wisely. Um, if I had to lose one of them, who who should I lose, guys? Stolberg or Skarsgård? Skarsgård. Okay, I'll lose him, and I will replace him with uh, Jason Ritter from The Tale, and I will match you, Ryan, otherwise. Okay. We all agree that, uh, oh, we got, wait, wait, I was about to say a win, but we're not talking wins here. <laughs> yeah, all next right. time. All right, next time. All right, so now uh, TV, movie, mini, supporting actress. So for this one, I have Penelope Cruz, uh, Assassination of Gianni Versace, Laura Dern for Twin Peaks, Angela Lansbury for Little Women, Nicole Kidman for Top of the Lake, China Girl, Judith Light for Assassination of Gianni Versace, and Merritt Weaver for Godless. Same six. Me too. Yeah. Did anyone here watch Godless? Nope. (laughs) No. I didn't even finish Versace. I watched the first four episodes, and I really like Ryan Murphy's shows, but I found this so boring and repetitive by episode four, I just didn't want to finish. But I will say, though, Judith Light in her uh, one big episode, I think it's episode three, she's absolutely sensational. And I think if she were to win, it would be very deserving. Having her in there is a lock. But uh, Penelope Cruz, I think people have out on top just because of her name. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw, she's barely in the show. Yeah. So, but I think just name alone, that'll get her a nomination. However, though, I was the biggest Penelope Cruz fan back in her prime, where she won for Vicky Cristina Barcelona, was nominated for nine. I'm, I'm just thrilled that she's like doing stuff and she's back like in the spotlight a little bit. I mean, there's nowhere near to the extent of where like the spotlight of that she was in back then, but still, just having her around, I, I love it. Yeah. So. Yeah, at, uh, Angela Lansbury, I think will get in based on uh, you know, of course, the name recognition. She's you know, a, a tremendous legend uh, within the industry. And she's never won an Emmy. Yeah, so there could be a, you know, a great deal of sympathy there for her. Nicole Kidman, Top of the Lake China Girl. Um, Top of the Lake has done well before, and as a result of which, so has uh, Nicole Kidman as well, being winner last year for Big Little Lies. So I think that that is a perfect storm there to bring her back to the show. Laura Dern for Twin Peaks, I mean... I think if you talk to 
a lot of people they'll say that she's probably one of if not the top three like best aspects about the show so i could see her very easily making it as well also once again past winner last year for this uh for actually for this category now that i'm thinking about it i didn't watch twin peaks but i hear naomi watts was also good in it and she would be here too yeah she was definitely she's my number seven yeah, I, I feel weird because I feel like the tale is going to do extremely well, and I feel very weird not having Ellen uh, Burstyn or Elizabeth Debicki in my six, um, and they're not even my number seven, but it depends on how hard they really, really go for it. I, I think they are going to go hard for it, but, I mean, we'll, we got to, you know, it's tough. That's tough subject matter, so we'll have to wait and see. Okay, uh, movie, mini actor what do you got ryan so i have um darren chris for the assassination of gianni Versace, um al pacino as paterno joe paterno um kyle mclaughlin in twin peaks um benedict cumberbatch and patrick melrose uh, michael b jordan in fahrenheit 451 and antonio Brandera's in genius picasso i don't have michael b jordan but in his place i have jeff daniels for the looming tower that's fair I could see why they would put Michael B. Jordan in just because he's become such a star, but that movie got really negative reviews. Yeah, so is it like one of those situations where we just naturally assume that the showier role for Shannon makes it in and the negativity for um, the movie itself kind of hurts it from getting in all categories? But now that I'm thinking about the thing that could help it is that it's a very weak year for, for the category in general, like we were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. And Michael B. Jordan is a star, like we said. So, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling it. I think there's just a fresh buzz about him. So, I don't know. You, you know who's also in there in the mix? Jesse Plemons for USS Callister. Oh, yeah. He had a great episode. Uh, that, that I mean, obviously, like, that, was, that was fantastic. I really think that that could happen for him. And he's also somebody, too, that... Everybody seems to love him, but he's never really been able, in my opinion, to ever really, truly break out in a major way. He's always in those supporting roles, going back to, like, Breaking Bad. I even saw someone on Twitter the other day refer to him as Meth Damon. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely not a new thing. People have been calling him that for ages. Um, and, you know, he does have that striking resemblance to Matt Damon in many, many ways. But um, I'm feeling Antonio Banderas getting in for uh, Genius Picasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm feeling Michael B. Jordan for Fahrenheit 451 as well over Jeff Daniels for The Looming Tower. Uh, because, I don't know, it's like one of those situations where I think that the top four, uh, Darren Chris, Al Pacino, Kyle McLaughlin, and Benedict Cumberbatch, I, I'm pretty positive they're all safe. I've been hearing a lot about Benedict Cumberbatch and Patrick Melrose. People say it's the best work he's ever done. Oh, I, I, I second that, actually. And I love Sherlock. I'm a huge Sherlock fan. So should I catch up with that show? Is it worth seeking out? I think you would. I think you would enjoy it. Okay, maybe I'll have to put that on the list. Yeah, I'm feeling Michael B. Jordan getting in over Jeff Daniels. I'll I'll, I'll stick with that. You know, it's the year of Black Panther still. That's what I, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about mostly. Creed two's coming out. You know, guy, the guy is definitely a high profile person at this point. I actually saw him uh, in person back in May when I went to a taping of The View. He was the guest, and he was on to talk about Fahrenheit 451. Cool. Hopefully he'll do more campaigning. Mm-hmm. All right. TV movie mini actress. What do you have there, Schwartz? I have Laura Dern for The Tale, Jessica Biel for The Sinner, Elizabeth Moss for Top of the Lake China Girl, 
Michelle Dockery for Godless, Haley Atwell for Howard's End, and Kristen Milioti for USS Callister. All right, so you really think they're going to go for the Black Mirror episode in a big way, huh? Yeah, I think so, because remember, the Black Mirror episode last year, what was it, San Junipero? Mm-hmm. One uh, TV movie, because they campaigned it as such, even if it didn't really deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. So I think they know what it is. There was a lot of buzz around this past season, and if they're really pushing that one episode, I don't see why an actor from it can't get in. The person who might be behind her is Sarah Paulson for American Horror Story Cult, and that was a great season last year. I usually don't even watch American Horror Story, but this was very well done, and she was great. But I feel like their love for that show is waning in the Academy. It, it may be, but I don't feel their love for her is waning. She's as popular as she's ever been. But remember, she didn't get in last year for American Horror Story either. That's true. But but if you're telling me that this season uh, did a little bit of an upswing, and I and I can't vouch for it, I didn't I didn't see it. I thought so, but I don't know how many people were talking about it. Yeah, um, because we've seen actors miss some years and then come back others. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I just feel like Black Mirror is like the sexier show for them now. Okay. All right. Uh, Ryan, do you concur? I do not. I have Paulson in. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Paulson as well. Um, but the Black Mirror bet is a is a smart one, Michael. And I actually I admire you for going with it. I think that it could pay off. We shall see. All right. TV movie. So I have The Tale, USS Callister, Black Mirror, Paterno, Fahrenheit 451, Flint, and the last one I have here was... uh, I mean, really, you could just throw a dart at a board and it really wouldn't matter. Um... I don't know. What does everyone else have? Jesus, I, I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with a, with a final one. I have something called Electric Dreams, The Commuter. I also have that. Ugh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's weak. Yes. Yeah, this is this is very rough. Uh, I'll just go with I am Elizabeth Smart. Why not? And I have no and I've I have no idea uh, because I haven't even seen it, nor have I actually even heard of it. The other thing in there is something called Notes from the Field, which is a one-woman show performed by Anna Devere Smith, who I know we all remember from, like, uh, Silence of the Lambs and Rachel Getting Married, all these Jonathan Demme movies. So, but that's just a one-woman show. I don't know if it's really a TV movie. Right. I'm just using the gold derby odds for this final slot. Right. As we all said before, this is definitely a scenario where it's, it's rough this year, I'd say, for the category. I mean, when Fahrenheit 451 is kind of like almost guaranteed to get in, uh, you know, you know, it's a little rough. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on to the next category? Limited series. Let's finish yeah. it off. All righty. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. Uh, Assassination of Gianni Versace, Twin Peaks, Godless, The Looming Tower. I, this is where it gets a little interesting. Um, I have Howard's end, but in the last spot, I feel like Top of the Lake China Girl is going to get in over Genius Picasso. Yeah, I agree with that. Jane Campion has the prestige factor. Yeah, you agree, Ryan? I I completely agree. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Moving right along then. Yeah, I haven't seen Howard's End, but a lot of people said it was as good, if not better, than the James Ivory film. All right, let's move over to comedy. Comedy guest actor. Thank goodness. Some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is where where the big guns are now coming out. Here we go. 
Uh, Ryan, let's start off with you, man. Who do you have in comedy guest actor? I have Bill Hatter for Saturday Night Live, um, Donald Glover for Saturday Night Live, um, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Leslie Jordan, Will and Grace, um, Brian Cranston, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Bobby Cannavale for Will and Grace. Okay, we're somewhat close there. I have Bill Hader for SNL, Donald Glover for SNL, mm-hmm. Lynn Manuel Miranda for Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown for Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm-hmm. Brian Cranston for Curb. Yep. And Bob Newhart for The Big Bang Theory. No Will and Grace? No Will and Grace there. I could see Leslie Jordan getting in because he's a fan favorite from the original series. But I don't know. I think some of the showier names there, like the SNL people and Lynn manuel just uh, push the others out. And as for Bob Newhart, I know Big Bang isn't as popular with the Academy, even though it's a ratings hit still. But I mean, it's Bob Newhart, so... You look at the name over the show. No, no, no. I, I suppose so with what you're saying about the name, but I'm with Ryan on this one with Will and Grace. I mean, the the original series dominated with guest acting. Uh, I get it. But how many episodes was Leslie, was Leslie Jordan in? Two or was he in more than that? I think he was in two, but still, I mean, like he, you know, it's a throwback to the original show. I mean, I watched um, his episodes with several of like um, several older viewers that went through the original series and they just went nuts for him. Yeah, I love him. He's great. But I just can't... Nuts for his character, I mean. I just don't see... No, I no, he's getting in. You're crazy. And Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Bobby Cannavale or Leslie Jordan? Uh, Leslie Jordan. I, I'm on the fence about Bobby, Bobby Cannavale, but... Yeah, Leslie Jordan is a fan favorite character. He's like Karen's arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's funny because in the original series run, his character died. That they like rewrote the whole finale as if it didn't happen. So now yeah. he's back. It's actually very funny. He was standing out on his balcony in the original finale, and a gust of wind came and blew him away. I'll, I'll just spread spread it out, and I'll, I'll say Bobby Cannavale uh, gets in over Leslie Jordan, over and also over Bob Newhart. So what about Sterling K. Brown? How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel great about it. I, I feel great about Brooklyn Nine Nine having, uh, you right. know, there's like a renewed enthusiasm for it now. Plus, it's him. I- exactly. I mean, after the entire world apparently loves Brooklyn Nine Nine and showed their love yeah, for it. Yeah, show I didn't even remember was on. <laughs> I'm just saying it was very weird to see everybody coming out of the woodwork for that. <laughs> I know. Now I feel obligated to like watch it from the beginning because people love it so much. So, I mean, I feel great about it. Oh, one thing about this category, we're going to talk about this actor more later. But I don't know why Alec Baldwin isn't here for SNL. Because last year he qualified for supporting because he was in more than half of the well, episodes. Because he's in supporting, Michael. No, but this year... Yeah. He, no, he wasn't in more than half of the episodes, which is how you qualify for supporting. He was only well, in about seven episodes of the season. They're category frauding him because he's Alec freaking Baldwin. But do you remember <laughs> a few years ago when uh, Peter McNichol was nominated for guest comedy, and then they took his nomination away and gave it to Peter Scolari, who ended up winning. Yeah, I, I definitely remember if that. If there's such sticklers about that, why don't they stay true to their own rule? Backstage politics, maybe? It's ridiculous. He should be in guest. He was not a supporting player on SNL. He came in like five to seven times and did his shtick and then left. His presence looms large. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Trump just ruins everything, I guess. I think it's the Trump factor. That's why he's staying in supporting. Because they also want to get him on the telecast, too. This is, you know, the guest actor is going to be handed out to creative uh, arts Emmys. So. I guess. He could still present an award. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Comedy guest actress. Okay. I have Tina Fey for SNL, Jane Lynch for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Wanda Sykes for Blackish, 
Laurie Metcalf for The the Big Bang Theory, Estelle Parsons for Roseanne, and Tiffany Haddish for Saturday Night Live. Okay, we have our first, first, first example of this happening. Michael, I guess you are predicting that other cast members of Roseanne are not going to be punished for Roseanne. I think if ABC decided to totally abandon the actors and the characters, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But now that they announced that the Connors will be coming back in September, it's like the characters exist and they're still going to be moving forward. So ABC won't punish them and they'll sort of reward them for having to go through what they went through with that controversy. I think that the the news about the Connors was announced maybe just a little bit too late for that theory to hold up. However, that being said, I could see a world where um, voters say, okay, well, we're going to reward the people that we love, like Goodman, Metcalf, whomever, but exclude exclude Roseanne and the show themselves. Right. I think it's strictly acting. We're not talking series here. All right. Well, Ryan, does your predictions match up with Michael's? Um, not really. I mean, a little <laughs> bit, but um, no, I have Tina Fey for SNL. I have Jane Lynch um, for Mrs. Maisel. I have Wanda Sykes for Blackish. Um, I, instead of Laurie Metcalf for Big Bang, I have Christine Baranski, who has gotten nominated just about every year she's guest starred on, on that show. We stick to our favorites, Ryan. We really do. And I, <laughs> I, I do want to point out that she didn't get nominated last year. Okay. Well, she's okay. Well, I'm still going with her. Um, uh, and then I also have Blythe Danner for Will and Grace and I have Tiffany Haddish for, for SNL. Yeah. Blythe Danner is a good call. She was great in those uh, final few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have Tina Fey, Jane Lynch, Tiffany Haddish, Wanda Sykes, Blythe Danner, and I am also going to predict Laurie Metcalf for The Big Bang Theory. Okay. Did both of you see Mrs. Maisel? Uh, it is so, so fantastic. I love it. That's one of my favorite shows to come around in years. Actually, Michael, it was your recommendation that made me check it out. Yeah, it's fantastic. Ryan, you've seen it, of course, right? <laughs> I am embarrassed to say that I have not oh yet. Oh, my God. It's total Amy Sherman Palladino wonder. Oh, I'm sure I'll love it. I mean, you know, I love Gilmore Girls, but yeah, I mean, it's the yeah. the same Gilmore Girls humor that we love. It's absolutely fantastic. And Jane Lynch, I won't spoil anything, but Matt knows what I'm talking about, has mm-hmm. like a two-episode arc, and she is brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's the reason why she's going to get the nomination this year for it. Okay. So she's like the, the Gwyneth Paltrow Glee kind of a um, two episode arc. I don't get I don't get that comparison, but I'll say yes. Okay. Comedy supporting actor. Let's start off with you, Ryan. Who do you have? Okay. I have um, Mr. Sean Hayes for Will and Grace, um, Titus Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, Louis Anderson for Baskets, Alec Baldwin, um, Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. um, Kumal Nanjanami for Silicon Valley. And um, Mark Moran for Glow. Kumail is a really good call. Thank you. I don't have him in mind, but I'm really tempted to put him in now because he's like pretty much a household name after the Big Sick. And he's been everywhere. Like he did, he was a, he, he was a guest judge on an episode of RuPaul. Like he's on, he's really vibrant on Twitter. I just I think like you know. But yeah. what you guys have to add, what you have to really ask yourself is how much of a tidal wave is Tony Shalhoub writing right now after the Tony win? Well, when I read my list, we will 
no more. <laughs> well, why, why, why don't you do just that then? <laughs> I have uh, Alec Baldwin for SNL, even though he's uh-huh. posing in this category. Uh-huh. Sean Hayes for Will and Grace. Tony Shalhoub for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Brian Tyree Henry for Atlanta. Mark Marin for Glow. And Titus Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, we are so, so, so... Wait a minute. Yeah, no, wait. Yes, yeah. Yes, we have the exact same. Yeah, so I took Louis Anderson out, even though he's a former winner. Mm-hmm. But it's just so competitive. Someone had to miss. And, you know, it could be Titus because nobody talks about Kimmy Schmidt anymore. Yeah. But he's also Titus. And if anyone's going to get in from the show, it's going to be him. Yeah. But then there's also, I haven't seen Barry yet, but people really love that show. And Henry Winkler is like everybody's best friend. Yeah, I was tempted to put him in. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Henry Winkler. I think it's going to be reserved for Bill Hader, if anything. The love for that show is growing. If it's not this year, he might get in next year. Sure. Yeah, I I could also see them kind of overlooking it entirely. And yet maybe if season two is better than the first season, then yes, it could make more of an impact next year. And Brian Tyree Henry is really a star on the rise. He just got a Tony nomination. Atlanta is like the big hot show in comedy. So I think last year they nominated Lakeith Stanfield instead, if I remember correctly. Oh, wait, for last year? Yeah. Uh, no, last year, um, neither one of them were nominated in this oh, category. Okay. I don't know what I'm thinking about then, but, uh, I think it's yeah, time l- one of them Last year, the, v- the Veep guys were in, Modern That's Family, right. Ty Burrell was in. Yeah. Alec Baldwin won again. <laughs> but, yeah, those are the six. Yeah. Okay. Comedy supporting actress. It's about to get bloody, people. It is. All right. I have Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Megan Mullally. Am I saying that right? Mullally? Yeah. yeah. For Will and Grace. I have Laurie Metcalf in for Roseanne. And I also have Zazie Beetz in for Atlanta. And I have Leslie Jones in for Saturday Night Live. Okay, so uh, you have a uh... Zazie beats over the one person that I have, and it's someone who I think was so snubbed last year that they're going to make good this time around. I think I know where you're going with this, Michael. Do you want to say it, Ryan? Rita Moreno. Yes, Rita Moreno in One Day at a Time. Do either of you watch it? No. Okay, (laughs) this is a Norman Lear show. Norman Lear is 95 or 96 right now. And, you know, All in the Family, Jefferson's Maud, TV legend who is remaking his own show from the 70s, One Day at a Time, but doing it about a Cuban-American family in uh, Los Angeles. And people talk about Roseanne being a show that represents America's working class and their struggles. Well, America might repre- or Roseanne might represent America's white working class, but One Day at a Time, in addition to being funny and heartwarming and just so entertaining, shows you a different side of that uh, American working class family. And Rita Moreno as the grandmother is just brilliant, comic brilliance. But were any of these people in Deadpool 2? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Rita Moreno is an EGOT. That overtakes Deadpool 2 any day. But, but then again, why did she miss last year? Because I don't think enough people knew about the show, and Netflix has been campaigning the hell out of it this year. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, uh, with Michael's reasoning. I won't give away the ending of the season. But there is a big emotional finale involving her character that uh, I just 
don't I wouldn't understand the voting system if she misses. She ought to win. Mm. Well, okay, I know that we're not talking winners, but I would love. I, I think there's going to be a big bloodbath between Michael and Michael and myself when we talk about the winners between Megan uh, Megan Maloney and um, Laurie Metcalf, <laughs> or I guess Rena Moreno. If you're if you're giving that preface, Michael or Kate McKinnon. Yeah, uh, no. Kate McKinnon was more Jeff Sessions stuff this year. wasn't as prominent as last year. I think it's going to be Megan or Laurie, you know, the, the comeback, you know, shows the, the, you know, and I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be Megan Maloney from Will and Grace. I think Laurie Metcalf, I think you guys, I think everyone needs to chill the fuck out about Laurie Metcalf. I get, she's no, great. She's uh, a she's my, she, listen, we're, I know we're not talking winners, but I am going to talk winners. <laughs> Laurie Metcalf winning. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. No, I think they would nominate her and that would be the win. I don't think they're going to want to give, Roseanne show show and you don't win. think they're gonna want to do what the Tonys did as well? Come on! But she wasn't <gasps> nominated for Edward Albee's Roseanne. She was nominated for Edward Albee's Three Tall Women. Correct. And I just there's no way they may want to give Laurie Metcalf and John Goodman a hug and say, "Okay, we know we know the problem wasn't you. Sorry, you put up with that shit." But I mean, like they're not gonna give them the wins. Or you know, no But it could just be. It could be more than that. It could be also the Oscar loss for Metcalf. Combination. <sighs> oh my god! I wish people would get over her Oscar loss. I you get wanna, it. You, you want to talk about giving hugs? I'm. I'm just saying. I think the final <sighs> hug was given to Tony. I just okay, exactly. And you know what? I just think um, they're going to want to re- reward Will and Grace, um, which has just had the most positive, most well, excellent Sean Hayes. buzz. But Karen had the. I think Karen had a bigger season than he did. Fine. I think Kate McKinnon's going to end up winning, so it's not even going to matter at the end. Yeah. I also think that we got to stop talking about wins and move on to comedy but, actor, everybody. Move on, one more thing about this category. <laughs> no! Wait, well, go this on, is, go this on. is very important. Betty Gilpin in Glow, a lot of people talk about her. Uh-huh. Nobody named her. Why is that? I think Glow is a show that's going to catch on in places, but not all over the place. Okay. Oh, she was actually in my, um, she was in my top six, and I just booted her out for Leslie Jones. So, and then Leslie Jones for SNL, she got in last year. People like her a lot. You know, last year might have been Ghostbusters love leftover. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. There's also we have to consider Cecily Strong, because last year we had a. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, the one who left the cast last year, she was in Trainwreck. You know who I mean? Amy Schumer. Yeah, the one who played a. No, no, no. The character in Trainwreck. <laughs> You all know who I mean. Look her up. She got nominated last year for SNL. Anyway, she's gone from the show now, and uh, Cecily Strong maybe takes over. Oh, Vanessa Bayer. Yeah, Vanessa Bayer. That's right. Yeah. And uh, also, Mrs. Maisel, we had Tony Shalhoub in Supporting Actor. Alex Borstein is in Supporting Actress. But Maren Hinkle, who plays uh, the mother on Mrs. Maisel, is very, very good. Yeah. No, she is. Definitely. People to consider. And if they really like Roseanne and want to reward the actors... Sarah Gilbert is the one who got the project going again. Yeah, and uh, she she always gets undercut um, and forgotten about whenever you know of, for the sake of Goodman and Metcalf, and yeah. she ought not to be forgotten. Oh, and one more, Jessica Walter for Arrested Development. There was a lot of talking about her with the whole Jeffrey Tambor stuff. Yeah, yeah, I I, I thought about that a lot. I. It's very, very tough to know if they're going to want to even touch the show right. in general. And it's not a good season. Yeah, that there's that too. I mean, if she if it's going to show up anywhere, it's going to be for her, and it's going to be because of that interview. And only for her. That's 
the only nomination the show would get. Right. Just food for thought. So I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Yeah, this really is a bloodbath. Comedy actor now. Uh, all right, Michael, who do you have in comedy actor? I have Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, William H. Macy for Shameless, Larry David for Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Eric McCormick for Will and Grace. I have the exact same sex. So I, and I almost do. Okay. I do have John Goodman in, um, because I think that it's a package deal. I think, you know, you have Metcalf and Goodman or you don't have either of them. Um, and I, I, I have, I replaced him with William H. Macy, which may seem like a stupid thing to do. Uh, and I'm, I'll probably end up regretting it. But, um, I mean, how many times is he going to get nominated for Shameless? Like, I mean, I don't know. And only him. Well, he keeps winning the SAG. <sighs> well, Juliana Margulies kept winning in the SAG and got nominated for it despite being snubbed for The Good Wife in the last two seasons. Okay, she didn't win, but whatever. Okay, that was a bad comparison. I don't know. I just don't, I don't see a world where John Goodman d- misses where, and Metcalf gets in. Well, I mean, you could chalk it up to... Her Tony, I know. Yeah, I, I was going to say it again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just losing my patience with Lori Metcalf. Like, I get, she's a national treasure. Everybody loves her. I'm, but I'm just like, I, I, realistically, there's no logical reason why John Goodman would miss, I don't know. I don't know. I can't justify it. Well, what about John Goodman over Eric McCormick? Because he's no. great on Will and Grace, but, I mean, no. strangely enough, he plays the straight guy on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I understand that, but if both of the supporting actors are going to get in, I almost feel like he kind of then has to get in. Oh, yeah. They're all four going to get in. And he was the one person to get in at the Golden Globes um, while That's the other true. three were snubbed. Well, we'll talk later about all four getting in. But, okay, yeah, you're right. You okay. At the Golden Globes. So All right. We just got a preview of the next category, I guess, from Michael. Yep. So, <laughs> here we well, go. One more to name here. Tracy Morgan is back with the last OG. After that horrific car accident, yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, narrative right there. If they wanted to write it yeah, for him, that would be a good narrative. And the Good Place on NBC has been getting a lot of talk. So Ted Danson, and former Emmy favorite, it's possible. It is possible, but i I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know who to boot for him. That's the problem. It needs another year for people to catch on. It's going to be like Parks and Rec, where it takes three or four seasons for to get Emmy love. Yeah. Okay. Comedy actress Ryan, who do you have? Okay. I have um, Rachel Brosnan for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I have Allison Janney um, tra- uh, for Mom, Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish, um, Deborah Messing for Will and Grace, Allison Brie for Glow, and Lily Tomlin for um, for Grace and Frankie. So here comes the preview confirmed. I adore <laughs> Deborah Messing. I think she's fabulous in Will and Grace, but I don't have her in, and it kills me. And here's why: <sighs> I think at this point, after both of them getting in last year. Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are a package deal. And in this most recent season of Grace and Frankie, they are both totally equal in terms of screen time and what their characters get to do and how good they are. I don't see how they could pick one over the other. So using that theory, maybe Allison Brie misses out for Deborah Messing to get in. But I feel like a lot of people really responded to Glow the same way they did Orange is the New Black in its early days. I think that's a, a little bit of an overstatement. What? With Glow. The Orange is the New Black. I don't know. I, Glow, I mean, I did well what, what SAG, or, uh, but it, I don't know. I just don't – I don't think it's going to be the over, an overwhelming favorite like Orange was. And so do you think I should put Deborah Messing in over Allison Brie? 
I do. I yeah, really do. I, I I would, but and she is all over the place. And like, I mean, her like like she's whenever Matt. Okay, this is a really bad example, but Matt predicted Jessica Chastain to get in over Meryl Streep um, this past year at the Oscars. Why, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> but okay, but you said she's very politically engaged on social media and out, outspoken in interviews yes. about. And Deborah Messing has that. No one is more. Um, politically active than she is on social media or in interviews. And she was, I just can't imagine like, you know, her show getting in everybody else getting in it, getting in for writing and directing and her not like, and yeah. So this is a woman who drove around Pennsylvania two years ago with Ed Rendell to compete or to campaign for, for Hillary before the election. She is like an engaged person. And that's what she's doing for an election. Who knows what she would do for an Emmy nomination. Yeah. So good point, Michael. Yes. It's, it's killing me because I really think Allison Brie is like the ingenue, but I can't divide Tomlin and Fonda. Well, you're gonna have well, to. You Michael. know what? I, I can I can deny Fonda, but I can't deny Tomlin. No, uh, and that's what it will come Tomlin down got to. in two years prior but to Jane Fonda getting Jane the nomination. Fonda, Jane Fonda was not as good in the first two seasons of the show, and actually had to hire an acting coach for her to get into the groove of television. And once she found the groove of that character. It was like off to the races from there. She dominates the season with Lily Tomlin. No, yeah, I, I just but, not. I, I'm not buying it with with it, the competition being what it is. I, I think messing Tomlin, and you know what? I I I think Brie makes it uh, because, like I said before, there are certain places where I think Glow will show up, and there are certain places where I don't think it will show up. I think uh, Mark and her are the two places where it shows up. Yeah. Okay, it's a convincing argument, but I'm sticking with. Both ladies from Grace and Frankie and Glow putting Deborah Messing at seven, even though she probably will Oof. get it. Yes. Yeah, so man. that if it happens with one of these people, I could say I was right. I mean, I I, I know I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Michael, yeah. it's kind of like um, you predicting Lori Metcalf for the Oscar up until um, the point yeah. at which Alice and Jenny won. Did she, though? <laughs> Let's watch I, I the mean, tape. I mean, yes, she did. <laughs> can, I, can I add one more thing about this category? Sure. Um, I am okay, and actually, I don't mean to sound like um, such an Alice and Janney fanboy because this is totally a coincidence, okay? But I love Mom and I love Alice and Janney, and I love Alice and Janney, especially within um, television. And this is like her one opportunity to win uh, uh, the lead actress comedy Emmy because Julia Wade Dreyfus is not here. And if she wins this Emmy, she will have um, drama guest, drama supporting, drama lead comedy supporting and if she wins she'll have comedy lead and she's just going through every single category and it would be so great i think realistically the marvelous mrs mazel is probably too much of a um, a firecracker to for that to happen but this is her one shot and just want to throw that out there i just want to i just want to throw this out there you should watch the marvelous mrs mazel (sighs) i know i know i'll get there i have no doubt in my mind that alice and jenny will win a lead comedy emmy one day, I just don't think this is the year for this show. I don't know for what show. It might be some other show she has after this. Well, you know, we know that Julie Louis Dreyfus will win next year for Veep's last season, sure. so it'll have to yeah, be the year after that. Uh, one more name to consider here. I know it used to have uh, Louis C.K. attached as an executive producer, but he's not credited anymore. But there's better things with Pamela Adlon. She got in last year. Mm. Um, I, okay. I mean, it's it's 
to consider, but we've I think we've narrowed down that we have a top six, seven, if you ask Michael. Right, because I, I, I can make a case for a bunch of other people for all different types of reasons. I can make a case for Sarah Jessica Parker for divorce. I can make a case for Isaray for Insecure. I can make a case for Tiffany Haddish. For Tiffany Haddish, absolutely. Uh, Rachel Bloom for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I mean... I, I definitely couldn't could make cases for so many others. I, I definitely think that the seven that we're playing with here, I think it's going to be a combination of, of those, though. So, all right. Comedy series time. Yay. So, comedy series. I have The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Atlanta, Blackish. I this is where this is where it gets tricky now. I have Glow. And I have Willing Grace. And this and oh my god, this is so hard because it's like, do I take out Modern Family? Do I do it? Um I I, I think I will. I just don't know what I want to put in. Do I want to put in Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes, you do. Yes. Okay, okay. You All absolutely right. do. Then 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 this is the year that Modern Family does not get a comedy series well, nomination. Uh, Okay, I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut for a minute. Um, yeah, I have those. Um, I have those seven. Um, I, I know. Oh, against... oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it se- it's seven, right? Did I only yeah. say six? No, you said seven. Oh, I did? Okay. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. You, you said, said six. Silicon Valley, right? Uh, no, I, I skipped Silicon Valley, actually. Wait, read them um, again. Read the seven again. Okay, okay, okay. So, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Atlanta, Blackish, Kirby Enthusiasm, Glow, Willing Grace, and it's it's between Barry's Silicon Valley and Modern Family. I, I think I I think I have to choose Barry. Okay, makes sense. As like as like the hot new show, you know what I mean. So I will say um, Matt's list, but instead of Barry, Silicon Valley. And I will say Matt's list, but instead of Barry or Silicon Valley on Ryan's, I'm going with Modern Family, and here's why. <sighs> oh my God. Here's why. The voting system for the nominations is very different than the Academy or any other awards group in that there's no limit to how many shows people could check off. So they could, in theory, check off every show on the list. It's just things that they like. So they look through everything and they go, oh, I like Mrs. Maisel. I like Atlanta. And then they see Modern Family. It's like, oh, I don't really watch that show anymore. But yeah, when I see clips on TBS, it's still pretty funny. Okay, let's check that. And I think enough people did that in the past and even though it won't get any acting nominations this year there's still respect for the show still being on and being like a no no, no. L- let me let me let me preface by saying no acting no guest acting no yeah. writing y- like i mean just this well that's the weird thing about voting in this category well i think if it if modern family stays in it's gonna it's not going to kick out silicon valley i think it will kick out glow i forgot silicon valley was still in the air I hear nothing about that. I just feel that even though he's not on the show anymore, um, the TJ Miller thing still kind of looms a little bit. And I do think that, yes, to Michael's point, I don't think people talk about it as much as they used to anymore. Um, And I could just see Barry being the new HBO comedy show that kind of takes its place now. Okay. It's a good thought. It really is. I just... I'll believe the loss of Modern Family when I see it because there were years where we were having the same exact talk and it's still oh yeah, in. 
it's been getting less and less nominations every year. And, you know, Ty Burrell has been like the one thing that's been able to hold on to it. But if we're not predicting him even this year, I see no reason why we should still predict the show. Yeah, it might be crazy. but I kind of agree with I, I agree with both of you. So I don't know what to do. I, I think you should leave it in <laughs> if that's the case. OK, then I, I'll I'll say modern family. Then. It's because here's the thing. As much as I here's my thing about the Emmys. I hate when the Emmys reward um, repeat winners. But that's their that's their jam, though. That's but, and that's what gets me in the way of predicting both nominations and winners a lot of the time. So that's like my one fatal flaw. And I can't ever seem to predict smarter, even though I'm very self-aware of it. You know what I mean? So yes. take that piece of advice for what you will and don't listen to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad we all have Curb because yeah. oh, absolutely. with this recent season, it was six years. Larry David is still like a superstar. And the premise of the season was something really unique where Larry was writing a musical about a fatwa where, you know, they called for uh, Muslim nations called for the death of him Yeah. after he was writing this musical and he had to live life knowing that someone was going to try to assassinate him. It went through some very interesting things and it ended with this whole big musical that he wrote, Fatwa the Musical, and that's where Lin-Manuel Miranda comes into it. So you had the love for Larry David on top of this really crazy theme that people just love to see him back on top of a really creative season. I see no reason why he would miss. Okay, uh, let's move over now to drama guest actor. Michael, who do you have in that category? Okay, guest actor. I have Alan Alda for The Good Fight. Woohoo. Gerald McRaney for This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Ron Cephas Jones for This Is Us. Yep. Cameron Britton for Mindhunter. Yep. Jimmy Simpson for Westworld. And Bo Bridges for Homeland. I, 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 you don't have Matthew Good. Yeah, I don't have Matthew Good. Huh. I didn't watch The Crown this season though, so I don't know what his deal was. But what I do know is that Bo Bridges is big Emmy's favorite. I think he has like seventeen nominations or something. I would say, I, I would, I, I would do everything you said there, Michael. Only I would take Matthew. I, I would put Matthew Good in, take Bo Bridges out. No, and I would replace Jimmy Simpson with Peter Mullen from Westworld. You know, Homeland scores in this category often, and if whenever it's Bo Bridges playing the vice president of the United States, there's no way he's not. Bo he's, Bridges he's, got in for season five of Desperate Housewives. Yeah, but and he and just for a preface: um, Emmy voters love Homeland. They still watch it. I mean, it was nominated last year in directing, despite. Not being left out of drama actress and drama series. And this was a good season, too. Yeah, and we'll get into that later because I, I have a crazy theory, but um, I, Bo Bridges is so, so getting in. Okay, so who do you have him getting in over? I have um, I have um, McRaney, Jones, Alan Alda, um, Bridges, Britton, and Matthew Good. Okay, that works. I am so happy for Matthew Good. Like, he... He, I, I've loved him as an actor since I saw a single man back in 2009. He played one of my favorite characters on The Good Wife. I had a huge crush on him on The Good Wife, and I loved him in The Crown. I'm, I really hope that he makes it. I think you. I, I think he will. Let's move over to drama guest actress Ryan. Who do you have there? <sighs> okay, let's see. I have Diana Rigg for Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. The queen. Samira, <laughs> Samira Wiley for The Handmaid's Tale, Marissa Tomei for The Handmaid's Tale, 
Margot Martindale for The Good Fight, yeah. um, Cicely Tyson for How to Get Away with Murder, and Sherry Jones for The Handmaid's Tale. I have those exact six. Yeah. Well, so if we're all in agreement, can I just throw something out here? Sure. Um, okay, so How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal did a crossover episode yeah. <laughs> um, this past year. And since it's likely, well, and I will get into this later, but since it's likely that ne- neither Kerry Washington nor Viola Davis are going to be nominated in that category, is it possible that we'll see one of them show up or both? It is entirely possible because I don't know about everyone else, but I do not like The Handmaid's Tale this year. In fact, I gave up on it. I did too. Wow. I know. Three supporting actresses or guest actresses, I should say, for the show seems like a lot. Like, I get Marissa Tomei, even though she's not in it a lot. I know. That's just the name. Sherry Jones is pretty good. And Samara Wiley, I didn't watch enough of it to really see her. Oh, no, she she's she's the best in show of those three. Okay, so I guess she stays oh. in. And I know Diana Rigg isn't coming back to Game of Thrones, apparently. Nope. So, but yeah, I, I could certainly uh, see Viola Davis getting a nomination to have her there this year. Well, and I just, you know... I think if Carrie, I think I would love for Carrie Washington to get it over Viola Davis because she hasn't recently, and she won't be nominated for Scandal for sure, and we'll never see her again as Olivia Pope. However, to your Handmaid's Tale point, you know, even, I, I'm with you. I I've, I've watched the first five episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, and it has totally lost me. Like the structure of the, of season one relied completely on Margaret Atwood's book. And once they took that away, it, to me, has just fallen like a skin without a skeleton. It's, it's turned into orange as the new black. Well, and but I've heard oh, that it gets believe better. Believe me when I tell you guys, this is going to come back in some of the other categories. <laughs> well, I know, but what I'm saying is, even though that, Michael, you and I gave up on The Handmaid's Tale, or we're not as interested, I, I, there is a, it is huge. People love it. People talk about it. And I think that it's just the type of show, especially after winning last year, that it's going to come back with a big punch this year. So that's no, 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 why but, I But I want to just three. preface by saying, you two are not alone. And I, too, have been hearing a lot of chatter about a lot of people who have stopped watching The Handmaid's Tale because it is actually too dark. It hits too close to home. And they just can't bear to watch it anymore. So make of that what you will, you know, in, in regards to that. So maybe it still gets those big nominations, but it suffers a little bit in categories like this. Um, I, I also I think, know. too, that wins. I know we're not talking wins, but I think that's going to be a factor as well. Okay. So, but what, do we think, so, and we kind of glossed over this, but um, the good fight um, for Margot Martindale and Alan Alda, it, okay, so everybody knows I'm the good wife guy. I'm completely obsessed with it. I tweet gifs of Juliana Margulies as Alicia constantly. I'm that loser, okay? Um, but I'm not naive to think that The Good Fight is an Emmy favorite, even though it had a brilliant second season. It totally should be, though. That was the best drama on television this year for my money. And it got a um, Television um, Critics Association nomination for Best individual um, best um, Achievement in um, Drama this year. And you, you guys... Like you, you may think you're a vocal minority in this regard, but I can tell you that I have heard nothing but praise, and it's not coming from you two. It's coming from a lot of people for this season in particular. So I think you two could be onto something. Well, I'm just saying, are we? You know, is this where? I mean, the good fight. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I'm even cautious to put it in these categories. No, or, I think Margot Martindale, who is an Emmy's favorite. Aside from the show being well-received, she's enough to really bring it in. And she's sensational in her episode and a half. Well, thankfully, she and both she and Alda are Emmy favorites. 
So I that will help the show get some bigger recogni- recognition. Um, but I, everyone says, oh, you know, Emmy voters don't watch CBS All Access. Someone made a joke because Juliana Margulies doesn't even watch the show on All Access. She doesn't want to pay for it. Like, and I just fear that with that kind of uh, that predisposed um, aura about the show, I don't think people. I don't know. Okay, best drama, best supporting actor in a drama. Uh, so I have David Harbour for Stranger Things, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones, Justin Hartley, This Is Us, Mandy Patinkin for Homeland, Nikolai Costa Waldo for Game of Thrones, and Anthony Hopkins for Westworld. So instead of Nikolai Costa Waldo, or however you pronounce his name, I have uh, Joseph Fiennes for The Handmaid's Tale. And he is my number seven, and I would replace Anthony Hopkins with him because. But the only reason why I have Hopkins getting in is because I, it's it's Anthony freaking Hopkins. They even put him in lead actor last year, which I didn't think was going to happen in a million years. And it was but a surprise they, that he was in even in the season. From what I correct, understand. yes. And every time he was on screen, everybody loved seeing him because he's Anthony Hopkins. Right. So I'm with Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, but Joseph Fiennes, though, deserves, I think, a nomination. Um, and I would be so happy to see him get in if he does. He's Shakespeare. Yes. Ryan, how do you feel about Noah Emmerich from The Americans? You know, I think if the, if the Emmy voters really um, watched um, the season. So the problem is they were sent the first five episodes of the season. And um, Noah Emmerich's character, his big thing his big arc was in like episodes seven six through six through ten yeah i read about the finale it sounds like a great moment for him oh yeah it was and the problem is he's never been nominated before for the character um if they watch the show if they really really watch the show then he'll get in but um i just can't in good faith i'll look like an american's fanboy if i predict him so i i I don't think it's wise for you to do it i i think that if there was unless if the americans is poised to have the biggest year it's ever had, which I think it still will. I just don't see like a new nomination like that popping up, especially considering it has never happened before. Yes, I agree. So, okay. Uh, moving over then to drama supporting actress, Michael, who do you have there? I have Anne Dowd for the handmaid's tale, Thandie Newton for Westworld, Alexis Bledel for the handmaid's tale, Chrissy Metz for this is us. Lena Headey for Game of Thrones, and Millie Bobby Brown for Stranger Things. I am so tempted, so, so tempted to take out Alexis Bledel and put in Vanessa Kirby for the crown. I really want to put Vanessa Kirby in, too. I do. I have Vanessa Kirby in. I would put Vanessa Kirby in over Lena Headey, I think. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to put in Vanessa Kirby in over Millie Bobby Brown. That's me. Do it, Matt. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving Alexis Bledel in. I yeah. thought everyone was still on the Stranger Things bandwagon, but I guess not. No, you, no, no. I, I think that Stranger Things is going to do still relatively well this year. In fact, I think season two is almost as good as season one. They had a blip with an episode that would be maybe Millie Bobby Brown's submission episode even. It centers all around her character, and it's arguably the worst episode of the whole show. Okay. Um, I think that episode alone turned some people off a little bit to how good of a momentum um, Stranger Things had built up to the point now where they're just kind of like, eh, on it, you know, um, where honestly, if it wasn't for that one episode, it would probably be even performing even better this year than it was last year. Okay, well, 
You talked me out of it. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa Kirby I, I think Vanessa there. Kirby was awesome uh, in the season. Oh, yeah. Of the Crown. And people also like uh, Ivan Strahovski for The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I know, but no. We're, no. We've got enough Handmaid's Tale acting nominations, you know, going around already, as is, the way yeah. I see it. And and Doubt is a lock. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. She's definitely coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's keep going. All right. So then we have drama actor. Ryan, who do you have there? Okay, I have Sterling Kane Brown um, for This Is Us, um, Matthew Rice for The Americans, Milo, okay, how do you pronounce his last name? Ventimiglia. Ven- yeah, you could just call go. him Jess. Jess, yes. Mm. Jess Mariano for This Is Us. Um, Liev Schreiber for Ray Donovan. Freddie oh. Highmore for The Good Doctor. And I'll be boring. Um, Jason Bateman, Ozark. Okay, so I don't have Liev Schreiber for Ray Donovan. No, I, I, I don't. I don't five. My okay. sixth choice is Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. I want to put Kit Harrington in, um, but it's. But it, but, it, but it might be because I've just watched Game of Thrones millions of times, and it's obviously my favorite show. And like Ryan, I don't want to appear to be a fanboy either. Um, I do believe that the move of him and Amelia Clark to the lead categories out of supporting is going to ultimately hurt them. We I also have to remember that their uh, show aired an entire year ago Yeah. for this year, so that's also a factor. Um but I also, on the flip side, don't see Jeffrey Wright for Westworld getting into lead actor, moving up from supporting last year. And I also don't feel high on Liev Schreiber for Ray Donovan either, even though I think he is a favorite. So with that said, I'm going to go with Sterling K. Brown, uh, Milo Ventimiglia, Matthew Reese, Jason Bateman, Freddie Highmore, and yes, I will pick Kit Harrington. No Jonathan Groff from anyone. No, I, I think I think uh, Britain and uh, guest actor is where that is going to pop up for Mindhunter. Okay. I don't think Rami Malek comes back. Ed Harris didn't have a, a strong enough episode, even though he had an episode entirely dedicated to him for Westworld. J.K. Simmons for Counterpart, though. Watch out for that. Possible. Um, Matt, I do think you hit the nail on the head when you said moving um, him and uh, Kit Harrington and, and Amelia Clark to lead was such a bad idea. I think uh, that's what's true, going to be the though, death, at this the point. Of, I mean, it is. It's it's not category fraud. It would be category fraud if they weren't supporting. I think. Okay. I, I mean, they they clearly are the leads of the show, so it makes sense in that regard. But from a political like strategy standpoint, yeah, no, it doesn't help them. Okay. All right, my favorite category. Let's go, drama actress. I live for this category. Okay. All right. Well, tell us what do you got there, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I just I'm so obsessed with drama actress because uh, my favorites one year after year like one year it was Claire Danes, then Julia Margulies, Claire Danes, Julia Margulies. I was in heaven. Okay. Anyways, I have Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale. I have Carrie Russell for The Americans, who gave the best performance of the year. Um, Claire Foy for The Crown. I have Evan Rachel Wood um, for Westworld. Uh, Mandy Moore for This Is Us. And I have someone in my sixth slot whom, okay, given given the introduction I gave to this category, will not reflect well on me. However, um, I do have Claire Danes in for Homeland because they love this performance, and I think Homeland is going to show up again. This had, they had a really great year. It was very notable in the press that it had an, a huge improvement. I think that they're going to want to bring it back in certain ways, and I think she will be brought back. I see a world where that happens, 
but not over Sandra O oh and killing Eve. And I am in agreement with Michael, but I actually have Amelia Clark getting in for the same reasons I have Kid Harrington getting in. Um, I also have Sandra O oh getting in. I do not have Evan Rachel Wood getting in this year for Westworld. I could see Claire Danes over Evan Rachel Wood. Well, um, did you guys watch Homeland this season? No. Uh, no, but I, 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 I am very well aware that it really, really, really had an uptick this year. Well, um, the voters, okay, one thing about the Emmy voters is you have to remember, they. this is a show that they actually watch. They like it. They nominate it in weird categories year after year, like in given the sense that, you know, okay, we watch the show, we're invested in it. Carrie, something happens to Carrie in the finale that is permanent, that is like harrowing and just absolutely devastating. And I think, um, I, I, I think if they do watch it, they will, they will bring her back and they have a, uh, they have a history of bringing, people back past winners back for you know after taking a year off well i will say this then if that's the case and if what you're saying is entirely true and i'm not saying i'm predicting this because i still think sandra O will probably get in but i would replace evan rachel wood and sandra O before i would replace amelia clark okay uh with with claire danes and i only say this because of the popularity of game of thrones and I'm not, and like it, it's weird too because it's not even, it's not even like on merit. Like I don't think Amelia Clark is even that good. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I don't but, think she is you know either. What I mean, it's just an, it's a, it's a name recognition thing, you know. Well, and also, um, I hope Michael um, echoes me with this, and I just want to love to give a huge FYC to Christine Baranski who gave the best performance of her career in this season of The Good Fight, Absolutely. season two. She ought to be here. I think she should be winning this category, but she should be. But and. I mean, yeah, she and Carrie Russell should be punching the heck out of Elizabeth Moss and Claire Foy, but they're not, so that's fine. It was the best thing she's ever done. Yep. And just to be clear, we, we, we feel good about past winners like Claire Danes coming back, but we don't feel confident about other past winners like Tatiana Maslany or Viola Davis, you know, coming back. How to Get Away with Murder is, for lack of a better word, dead. Yeah, it's gone. It's really on the downhill. And I just, I think because, I think, you know, because Homeland as a show had such a resurgence on top of Carrie and what, what happens to her at the end of the season. I think those two in combination will bring Claire Danes back more so than it would Viola Davis or somebody else. So, okay. Seven slots. Best drama series. Okay. I have game of Thrones, the handmaid's tale. This is us. Stranger Things, The Crown, The Americans, and Westworld. I have the same seven, although I do see a world where Westworld is replaced with Killing Eve, which really came on as a force this year. I I actually agree with Westworld being the weak, weak link because this season confused the shit out of so many people and yeah, turned nobody understood it. T- turned so many people off. The ratings also suffered as a result as well. Um, Ryan, are you going to try and tell me that Homeland can make it back into drama series? Well, going back to what Michael said about Modern Family. Um, you know, if because of the way that voters vote for this category, I think that it could. If they watch the show, if if my theory about them watching the show consistently and is is proven true, 
I think it will be brought back. I mean, you know, it was nominated like it was nom- it was not nominated in its worst seasons, but then it was always brought back and nominated for the good or very good seasons. So I don't I don't know what to think. I think this the, the top seven is really hard to argue, but at the same time I, I wanna say something I wanna be bold and say Homeland just to say that I was right if it would were to happen. Um so I don't know. I don't know what to think. I think if you're gonna predict killing Eve, you have to predict Sandra O. Right. Okay. I think if you are going to predict Clara Danes, I think it is smart to also predict Homeland getting in as well, you know, with Mandy Patinkin supporting. Yeah. You know, it all kind of makes sense. And we know it's going to get a directing nomination, too. I was going to say, we all know it's going to get a directing nomination. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna, I'll am i go with Homeland. You know what? Go big or go home. Okay. <sighs> Um, I'm I'm not breaking away from the from the from the seven. I and I and I feel weird doing that because it's all repeat nominees. There's no new shows in there, and that that does make me feel a little weird. But we had that a lot last year, so I think the Emmys are gonna gonna be back to nominating what they're comfortable with this year. Yeah. Any other uh, predictions, arguments, thoughts? Um, it was a good talk. That was a really good talk. Um, but one, one last thing about drama series, I know we're not talking about wins anything, and I'm not predicting anything. I just want to throw out an FYC for The Americans, which had, you know, it's been a show that has been practically flawless from the time it started. It had its very best season this past year. And as good as, as you know, magnificent as the Game of Thrones is, and however, you know, culturally relevant The Handmaid's Tale is, and people are obsessed with it, the Americans should be winning this hands down clean cut. You know, I will say I didn't watch the Americans the last two seasons, but I liked it early on. If I were a voter this year and these were the nominees, I would vote for the Americans. And on our next episode, when we come back after whatever the nominees are, we will reveal our winners. But I will say this. I definitely think the Americans is walking away with something. Yeah, I don't know if it's drama. I don't know if it's drama series. I don't know if it's going to be Carrie Russell, but it could totally be Carrie Russell. They are not going to. They are not going to let it go home empty-handed. I can tell you that right now. I think they'll give it to writing for um, Joe and Joel. I think. I think that'll be its reward. Yeah. Um, Realistically, I would love for Carrie to win, but you know Elizabeth Moss. Uh, this past week's episode where she, you know, whatever. Like, I'm sure you guys heard about it. Like yeah. everyone's like, oh my god, she's gonna win the second Emmy. That's her episode. That's her episode. I'm like, Carrie Russell gave a magnificent performance in every single episode. Don't talk to me right now. With wigs, yes, <laughs> and with different characters. And like she, Matthew Reese, okay, he should actually be in supporting actor for this past season. He was, you know, Carrie Russell was in the in the driver's seat ninety percent of the time. Like he was literally not literally, but he was pretty much a supporting player most of the season and she just drove it all all right all right i'll call her fyc <laughs> all right all right you got that off your chest you good you okay I'm you good. breathing <laughs> all right welcome back to the show ryan we missed you <laughs> i missed you guys too <laughs> all right well that'll just pretty much do it there for our nomination predictions for the 70th annual emmy awards the nomination is going to be revealed on july 12th so be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout then for our follow-up episode where we will then predict the winners for the 70th Emmy Awards. Michael Schwartz, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at MikeMovie. Also, watch The Good Fight. <laughs> Ryan, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me at Ryan C. Showers. And I appreciate everybody for putting up with my passion for the Americans, The Good Fight, and Homeland. 
And you can find me at Next Best Picture. I will probably never stop talking about Game of Thrones, and that's totally okay. Um, <laughs> with that said, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to Next Best Series over here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Thank you so much, as always. You can leave us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. Let us know what you think of the show. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. You can subscribe to us on also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and also on CastBox. And if you're just feeling a little bit more inclined, feel free to check out our Patreon page. At a minimum of $1 a month, you get some exclusive podcast content on there. We very much appreciate any support you can lend us on there. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 4 of Next Best Series. We shall see you all next time. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.